Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time once again for Closing the Wealth Gap. The one show, maybe the only show that shows you how to close the wealth gap in your own life with the man who's done it for many, our wealth coach himself, Tyrone French. Hey, Tyrone. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Closing the Wealth Gap. I'm your host, Tyrone French. Wow. You know what? I am really excited about doing this show today, but before I get into it, what I want to do is remind our listeners, we appreciate you, we love you, but you got to do us a favor. Hmm. Go to our website, just click the follow button. It's closingthewealthgap.net. Uh, it doesn't cost you any money, it's free, but if you like this content, help us to stay on the air and continue to provide free quality content that's allowing people to say, Hmm, I never looked at it that way. <laughs> also, if you want to get some more free information, go to my app. Just text Tyrone French to 36260. You'll have my entire business in the palm of your hand. Uh, you can actually uh, interact with this thing 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Or go to my website, tyronefrench.coach, to check out my coaching platform again a lot of free information on there um but again it'll just get you to the uh, get, it'll get you in the frame of mind to whereas if nothing changes nothing changes and we're not talking about drastic change we're talking about just small little baby steps that'll get you on the right track so that's what this content is designed to do and we got a pretty good show coming up today and before but before I, before I get into the title uh, I want to bring in my good friend Mr. Paul Roberts. How hey, you doing, Paul? I'm here. I'm ready, coach. Put me in. I'm ready to play. <laughs> hey, man, you know, we had a great show last week and we what were talking we about, uh, you know, the feedback that we got on that show about, you know, uh, you know, emotional intelligence. But I wanted to take it this week a step back. Okay. Because the feeling part, yeah, based on the perception and based on the attitude, that is extremely important. But there's another component that we didn't talk about last week, and that's your thinking. Mm. And so this show, we're going to be talking about how to correct that stinking thinking. <laughs> you told me that. I think that is so <laughs> clever. That stinking thinking has caused more problems in my life. Overthinking, underthinking, not thinking, thinking I can't change. That stinking thinking yeah. is probably one of the things that's held me back in life. You know, I wish I could take credit for the title, but I can't do that. I have to give all due respect to Mr. Zig Ziglar. He's the one that came up with that the phrase. Immortal. Yeah, the Immortal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, him and Jim Rohn and Earl Nightingale, all these guys, they, they were on to something. Yeah. Oh, they were. They were. And, and, you know, spread it across the country. I don't know that everybody heard the message. The, the, people heard it back then, but I think even more so people are rediscovering this message and all this stuff you know truth is we uh, truth vincent, is what's his name uh, vincent peel norman vincent norman vincent peel. peel yeah yes truth is and it's and it's immortal and right. it, it travels from generation to generation to generation there's a scripture in the bible said what jesus said he that has ears to hear let him hear mm. what he was saying is that people that are on the frequency of receiving truth because there's some people that they don't they don't they're not going to accept the truth no so we say, he that has ears to hear, the ones that are on that frequency, let them hear. Let them hear the truth. And it's the truth that sets you free. It's, it's so simple. We've heard these, these sayings our whole life. 
and yet we have a tendency to dismiss them. To yeah, discount yeah, yeah. them. We have a tendency to discount exactly. them because again, they're like cliches. Right, but exactly. when you, But when you understand the power of your words, when you understand the power of your mind and you understand the power of the thought that generated that word, then you can understand that what you are what you are sowing is exactly what you're gonna reap. You I, you opened my eyes to something. I, I've been a cradle to grave Catholic my whole life here, so I went to Catholic school. I still go to Catholic church. You know, it's, I, it may not be in fashion, but it to me it's still meaningful, and I still go to church. And I never thought of the Bible as a life tool. Certainly not a financial tool. Nor did I. Nor it did was I. a spiritual journey to get me somewhere to the afterlife, and maybe it helped you live a better life. And to then, heaven. Yeah. The, the end goal, the, or the end game was to get to heaven. Get to heaven. It's a path to heaven. And along the way, you start to realize, well, you know, do unto others and that kind of stuff. That's, that's a pretty healthy way of living, too. But I never really thought of it as a life plan, much or certainly a financial plan. But, but you keep using these these cliches we'll call them that these things i've heard drilled into my head i don't even listen to them anymore as you sow so as you reap what's it as, yeah, you, as you sow so shall you reap exactly yes that kind of stuff and i start going wait a minute was there a hidden message all along i was missing in sunday school and in uh and in church you know the whole bible talks about uh do this and that's going to happen right do this and this will happen. If you, if you don't do this, then this won't happen. Mm. But if you do this, then this will happen. Again, when you understand the principles, then it makes sense when it says that obedience is better than sacrifice. If you obey the truth, there's a lot of stuff that you don't have to go through. Wow. And there's a lot of repentance that you don't have to do because you started <laughs> out. Yeah, you, you didn't make the mistake. Right, you didn't make the mistake the first time. Right, exactly. So... It, it, again, it's just so re uh, revolutionary. It's so but simple. It's so basic. No preacher, no priest ever suggested that I look at this as a life plan. It was a path. It was a spiritual plan to get somewhere. It was not meant to be. And, and yes, later it was a way of living your life, maybe here to uh, do unto others and that kind of stuff. But I never ever ever thought of it and part of what is so amazing i'll just say this yes. what what that insight that you've given me and i think you've given the audience is it suddenly makes financial planning in a different light this isn't sophisticated this isn't something unattainable this isn't something for uh, not for us ordinary people this isn't something i can't really figure out and do it's too sophisticated it's too techy it's too when you talk about the austrian school of economics I, you, you right. lose me right but when you talk about some of these tried and true sayings in the bible i start to say you know was god telling us more than just how to get to heaven how to how to, how to get more out of life what he was saying is this is how you manifest a life that you desire this, and, this, and this maybe is, you deserve that's another one and, and and i love that and that you deserve right like, even today I'll, I'll send somebody a message saying hey have the day that you that, that you deserve yeah right have because again that's the day that you're going to have yeah so kind of look at it like uh looking at looking in the mirror and you look at that image and it's, it's giving you feedback 
And we're so backwards sometimes, we expect for the mirror to change. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the mirror's the same thing. It's the mirror's fault. Well, and I say more than ever today, and I don't want to get too into politics or something, but I've never seen across left, right, rich, poor, rural, Midwest, every, every demographic, everybody's got something now that says, it's not my fault. Their fault. They took the jobs away. They transferred them to China. They did. They let the, these people in. They did too many of this and too many. There's an explanation why my life didn't work. My parents uh, screwed me up. I can't do anything here. I was born a certain way. I look a certain way. I'm. There's an immediate answer why you're not getting what you there's want. There's one word though, that that actually absolutely will correct that. Okay. It's responsibility. Yeah. It, it, you got to take responsibility for your actions and for your results because everything is predicated based on the decisions that you're making. Yeah. The decisions that you're making is predicated based on the information that you're gathering. That all goes back to your thoughts, Paul. And, and once you understand, just like going back to that, to that, I call it the manual. Just like if you bought a gadget from the store, right? It's going to come with a man, a manual, right. and it's going to tell you this is what you do. Hey, but don't plug this in yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't plug this in until you read this because yeah. it could damage the equipment. Yeah. And a lot of people are walking around here as damaged goods. So is the Bible just that? Is it a manual? I look at it as though it's a man. Miles Monroe called it a manual, so I kind of adapted that philosophy, because again, even in that book, even in that Bible, which the the word Bible actually means book. Yeah. The right. good book. We call it the good book. I, I didn't know that really until a few years ago. It really is a collection of chapters, yes. and books, and stuff. Yes, but even like it, a bibliography, a Bible. Yes. Right. Some people call it a wheel. You have the the New Testament and the oh the Old Testament and the New Testament. Yeah. Which is like your last will and. What testament. testament? So you can look at it as as a, as a legal document if you want. You made it seem but, more but they, relevant. But I, but I got it. But I got it. I want to interject this because right. there's a scripture in the Bible that says God reigns on the just and the unjust. The sunlight shines on everybody. Hmm. So it doesn't matter what your temperament is. It doesn't matter what your religion is. It doesn't matter what your philosophy is. Um, you could be a born again Christian, or or devoted sinner but a voted sinner but the principles are still going to remain the same hmm. they're still going to work regardless so some people get upset because they'll see somebody that's, that's rich or they'll say that they're wealthy and they'll say that they're wicked whereas somebody else they'll say that they're pious they're religious but they're living in poverty mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be that way yeah well guess what both both of those people's are following a path that's leading them to a destination uh, or a goal that they've set that uh, subconsciously uh, the program is just playing out. Mm -hmm. So consciously, you got to start thinking about, I mean, it's impossible to think about every single thought that you have during the day. You have way too many thoughts to, no. to just, yeah. you know, um, to, to, to monitor your thoughts 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But what you can do is monitor your feelings. Mm. Well, How, look, we have a show host that comes in here and talks all the time. I don't know why he's really into all this uh, ancient. Uh, he, he was he studied philosophy in college and he's, he was a uh, executive coach for 
Chevron, other big companies. So he's really into philosophy and stuff here, you know, the meaning of life and everything here. And he likes to quote the, um, uh, what's this guy, Marcus Aurelius, who oh, was yes. a, a, an ancient Roman emperor and yes. one of the leaders of, what's that school of thought here? He was, I forget which, which philosophy he was part of. Um, but anyway, his famous quote, he just drills it in all the time when he's here. You can't change what happens to you, but you can change how you feel about it. Exactly. Exactly. Again, we call them cliches. Yeah. But they're hidden gems. It's, it's so much truth. And so, again, going back to the title of this, this show as far as how to change your, 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 think, your stinking thinking. That stinking thinking that gets in the way here. Stoicism, <laughs> it, that's the one I'm thinking. He was yes. Stoic. Yes. He was stoic. But it's, it's kind of like if you don't know where you're going, <laughs> Uh, anywhere, gonna, anywhere would do. I knew you were going to say that. You said that before. Anywhere would do. So again, you got to have a. So like, you don't need a map to go to nowhere. <laughs> you don't need a map to get lost. <laughs> I'll put it to you like this: You don't have to have a financial plan to be poor. <laughs> There's so, no planning involved in that. So why can't we change? Why can't I just switch, flip a switch, and change my stinking thinking? Why do I? I'll give you just a, a bizarre thing. I'm looking at um, some late night show the other night here. And there was some cute young actress on. I don't remember her name. One of the hot young ones here. And the show host saying, oh, so uh, who are you dating these days? You know, She said, nobody. Mm. And, she, and he said, oh, come on. You're a beautiful young actress. You're popular in all these movies and everything here. And she said, no. And he, and he said, and he said, well, kind of like really curious. Like, well, why is it? She said, I don't know. He said, well, maybe you're being too picky. She said, my problem is I don't think I'm picky enough. She said, look at all the guys I've dated. And then when the audience laughs and that's apparently she's gone out with a lot of losers. You see these people go out. Taylor Swift writes a song every other week about who she's breaking up with this week. It right. seems like there's something. Beautiful, successful, bright women. And they're dating these losers over and over and over and over and over again. Why? But think about what you just said. They're dating these losers. Yeah. But you become a part of what you're around. Yeah. You attract things into your life success is not something that you pursue it's something that you attract mm, okay again which is another cliche but it's it's so true yeah you become attractive or more attractive but the thing is you got to be intentional yes you gotta and, and you have to to change i think you have to be more intentional you got to really decide i'm going to lose weight i'm not going to date losers i'm going to start a financial plan I'm going to do something different. I'm going to change that stinking thinking. So let's call it a purpose. Okay. You, you got to have a purpose. What are you trying to accomplish here? Because again, if you, if, you, if there's no purpose, if there's no goal, if, if, if there, there's no intent, you could just wake up in the morning and just stay in bed all day long. Yeah. The only reason people get out of bed is because they have other obligations, whether it's financial, whether it's physical, whether it's family, what, but they have other obligations. Right. And so, you can you can actually put the pain off for as long as you can but then eventually i don't care if it's like paying a mortgage or paying your car payment or making your other insurance payments and stuff like that um if you don't if you haven't positioned yourself to where you have wealth and when i say wealth um wealth is like when you have income producing assets mm -hmm. and so you're wealthy when the income from your assets exceeds the outgo from your liabilities and expenses. Mm -hmm. That's when you're wealthy. Mm -hmm. 
that's when the alarm clock can go off and then you can just turn, you know, just, you know, hit snooze and go back to sleep. Because again, all your obligations are paid for. But we're not taught that. We're taught to get up, go to work, trade time for money, and then pay those expenses, uh, create liabilities Mm -hmm. out of that income that we're trading time for. Buy a house, buy a car, buy a TV, buy something. So now there's more things that we got to work for. Right. And so those things have a time limit on it. And also, when we talk about liabilities, those are still income-producing assets. They're just not yours. I'll give you two examples. I have two of my best friends in life. One's, one's no longer with us. He died of a heart attack a couple years ago. And I, I'll start with him. Hmm. Very nice guy. Very hard worker. Uh, from the time he was a kid, he had the paper route and all the other stuff. Working harder than every other kid. And he made, he made some, he didn't make millions, but he made, made a good living. Okay. But his philosophy was the only thing that got him up and motivated him to the next level was to constantly put himself in danger, in risk. Buy a bigger house than he could afford. Buy a bigger car than he could afford. It was always spending more than he made. And I know then, people like that. And then he, he felt that's what forced him. That's the driving factor, that yes. That's the driving factor. And what happened? It drove him to have a heart attack. And he yeah. died. You know, you'd be surprised. On Monday mornings, uh, that's when, this is not Tyrone French. These are, these are statistics. People that die of heart attacks on Monday morning than any other day of the week. <laughs> wow. I, I, I'd be curious. I never heard that, but that makes sense. Yeah, because, oh, my God, here we go again. And I thought his whole life he would say, you know, what's the answer? And I, you know, sometimes I'd say, gee, I need a little push in the kick in the butt or I need a little motivation. I need something to go out and buy something. I said, you're crazy. I'm not just going to take on something. And I'd be scared every night. I can't pay for it. That's what yeah, and he would laugh. He said, that's what gets you up. That's what gets you going. Yeah, I got him going. Got him to have a heart attack. Yeah, that was his plan. <laughs> and, yeah, right. <laughs> and so here we are in our mid-60s. He didn't make it that far. He died at like 60. And I thought, boy, that sounded good until it didn't sound good. Right. Um, and then I have another very good friend who I've known forever. And he makes money. He regularly makes three, dollars $400,000 a year. And he doesn't work. I'm not saying he doesn't work hard. He gets up and he does his work. But he has, ever since I've known him, an expectation. Like, well, I'm going to make money. Well, what do you mean it's hard to make money? It's, right. it's easy to make money. And I said, it's hard to make that kind of money. That is, what, think about what you did, did, going back to the dialogue. Yeah. Some people say it's so easy to make money. And I, I say the same thing. It's easy to make money when you know how to do it. Yeah. When you don't know how to do it, it's, it's difficult. Right. It's a chore. It's a burden. He just always assumes and he's done some things in his life. And I said, wow, that, you just did that? And, and that made money? And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. For him, maybe it's because he's always found it easy and he's been successful at it. But I'm not saying he doesn't work at it. But he always believes, even when he's been down. I've seen him a couple of times in his life where he was, we went through crisis or problems or divorce or other right. sorts of things. I'm not saying he always was easy. But he always believed. He, he just believed that he this is going to bounce back. There was never any doubt. And it wasn't fake. It wasn't, I got to tell myself where others, I find myself doubting. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if that's really going to happen. I grew up hearing that kind of negative self-doubt from my mother and my family my whole life. Oh, you can't be right. careful. Watch out. Look out. Like right. my wife always says to our grandkids, I, I said, they're only going to remember you for one thing later on in life. Look out. Careful. Exactly. That's all she says is look out careful as the kids are climbing over everything here. And I said, honest to God, I understand your concern. But if that's all you ever say to them, 
you're going to you're going to teach them to be afraid of the world to doubt the world as a matter of fact people i mean we raise our kids to we program them with the word no more so than we program with them with the word yes isn't that the truth yeah no no and i want you to think about this too people that are, if you're making around 15 20 dollars an hour right and you know that you're putting in all these hours all this time away from your home away from family and friends you're not living the life that you want to live and now you're talking to somebody that makes $50 an hour and you would think, wow, what do I have to do to make $50 an hour? And right. so again, you're working 50, 60 hours a week. You're making $50 an hour, but also on the back end, you're being taxed as an employee. Yes. Right. So my point is when you understand that money doesn't make you rich, never has, never will, you can actually come up with an idea and say, Hey, look, and I'll give me the prime example. Um, I decided I wanted to make $50 an hour mm -hmm. um, by driving down the street one day and looking at driveways. What? And I saw all these these driveways that had these oil stains mm -hmm. and rust stains. Okay. So I decided I got me a shirt. I got me a hat. Uh, huh. Said driveway, etc. Had me some business cards made. And I went to, uh, just went to Home Depot and got me some solvent. And I knocked on the door. I gave him my business card, told him my name was Tyrone French with driveway, et cetera. I noticed your driveway had a lot of oil in it. I can knock that out for you. And you know what they always said? You know what? I was just thinking about cleaning my driveway. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, how much will you charge me? Well, $15. Yeah. And I had a little hand, um, hand edger. So I would put the solvent on the oil. I would edge up the driveway on both sides really neat. I would rake up the grit and all I was doing was waiting for the solvent to, to you know, to dissolve yeah. the oil. Right. I would take their water hose and I would wash down their driveway and I would, they would come back out. They would see a clean driveway and they would ah. gladly give me $15 with a tip. With a tip from us. With a tip. Yeah. And so again, I went from making 15 to 20. Guess how long it took me to do the driveway? 15 minutes, Paul. Yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. So if I'm doing four driveways in an hour. I'm making eighty dollars an hour. So I'll give you another friend of mine. I, I won't name this. I won't name him because I don't want to shame him or call him out. One guy only motivated himself by putting himself at risk, and eventually it risked his life. It killed him. Uh, one guy has always made money, and he just assumes he can. He, he it's not cockiness. It's not arrogance. He it's just, a mindset. It's a mindset. That's he, all it is. He really just believes. He he's shocked if he can't figure something out if he can't do it. But guess what? He's attracting. Money. Money, yeah. Income. And then another friend of mine is the dreamer. Oh, always got an idea. Always looking on YouTube. Always looking up fast money, fast things. He's always got some scheme. This is the one that's going to, we're, we're going to do this and this is going to make a ton of money. Right. And it's easy. I'm, he's looking for that secret, that little door he can open up and it's just easy money. Right. And it never comes. Right never comes they've gone through a million get rich quick schemes a million ideas he's tried this he's tried that always some little thing he puts a little effort and he, and he and i thought if you put as much money into doing something as you do about dreaming it you might actually achieve something can i tell you why some people dreams come come through come true as far as schemes please yeah uh, and others don't because this guy i'm sure if he was in here right now he'd say, and if he got really honest and open he'd say i've had a million dreams i i, I dream i desire i i put activity into exploring these things but they never come because through. it goes back to intent mm. so you can never get rich trying to make money 
Because again, money cannot make you rich. It, the, the, the law or the formula is cause and effect is sowing and reaping. Mm -hmm. What goes is, is inward out. So you don't, you don't start a trip by or end up miraculously at your destination. Mm -hmm. That's not how it works. But again, most people are, are conditioned to focus on the money, which is the end result right. without focusing on the cause or the service. Because you have once you love, like I love what I do. Clearly, I, I just—it's—it's just—it's—it's a, it's a part of me. It's second nature. It, it, there's an enthusiasm you bring to not just show this show, but everything I've seen you do. Yeah. So it's a so that's attractive to a lot of people, mm -hmm. and so based on me looking for a problem and solving that problem, people tell me what their financial problems are. And I'm able to give them a solution based on what they're willing to accept mm -hmm. and what they're willing to do. Because if they're, if they're not, if they don't believe and they're not doing it, then it's not going to manifest for them. Because again, that's part of the formula. You, first of all, you, you got to believe you have to speak it and then you have to do it. And you always say that. And, and again, we'll go back to the Bible here. You said this, I never, I've heard this a million times. I've never heard it in this perspective. I never thought of it this way. In the beginning was the word, and then the word became flesh. You had absolutely somebody, you had to speak it first. Yes, yes. We couldn't just think it. The Savior's coming. The solution's coming. Somebody's got to say it out loud. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. And and again, I'm a, I'm a paraphrase a little bit, but He said, "Let there be light," mm -hmm. and there was light. But what the Bible doesn't explain is the time between him speaking and the light manifesting. Mm -hmm. And that's where we get caught up. You can have a dream, you can have an idea, and then all of a sudden you speak that word. If you love what it is that you're trying to, as far as the manifestation of what you're trying to do, the process, the timing doesn't matter because it flies by. You never have enough time. Time drags on when, uh, give an example, I hated going to school. I hated school and I hated six period the most because we, it was almost time to go home. <laughs> that was the most painful <laughs> one. Oh, more class. And oh. every time I looked up at the clock, it just, for me, it just seemed like it never moved. <laughs> it just never moved. Right. But when I, if I were in a class that I really enjoyed, uh, you know, there was never enough time. Right. So I say the same thing based on who I am and what I do now, you know, time is my greatest commodity. It's, it's my greatest asset. And again, I don't own time. No. I don't, I can't, um, people talk about mastering time or uh, controlling your time. Time was here before you got here and time is going to be here after you leave. Yeah. So all you can do is have a relationship with your time hmm. and have a balance and have a harmony with it. And then all of a sudden time will start working for you and not against you. I say people should just hire you like a life coach, not just a financial coach. They should just hire you to just check in and say, Tyrone, I need a little, I need a little kick in the butt. I need a little direction. I need, can you check my swing here? There's something wrong here. I'm, <laughs> I'm swinging awful hard and I'm missing that ball. But what is life without finance though? Yeah, it's, because you can, you can have two people that are in love, madly in love. 
and a year into the relationship or two years into the relationship, they're trying to poison each other's food. You can't just live on love. <laughs> <laughs> because the number one reason that people divorce is what? Finances. Yeah. And that's why the Bible talks about money so much, because if you don't get that right, the other stuff doesn't matter. Yeah. And nobody ever really told me that. I, I mean, we, it, that sounds simple. We all want to make money. We all know that the, you got to have some money, but some of us are get it and work at it. And some of us just kind of, ah, it's just there. It's not, it's not my principal thing. My principal money thing is, is a tool. Yeah. It's a tool. <laughs> it's a medium of exchange. And as a matter of fact, um, we call it in, in our society is currency. Fiat currency. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even have value. The only value that it has is what we put into it, is what, what we place on it. What you, again, that thinking, what you believe when you're ahead. If I, I think that's a dollar. I think I can get something for that. I'll take that. Exactly. And so other people, they, they have the same belief. Right. You speak the same word, meaning that this is $5, this is $10, this is $20, this is $50. And now I want this product or service that's based on this unreal value that we both believe that it is. This piece of paper where I'm going to give you something that's worth $5 for that, just because we all believe that somebody's behind it and it's 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 got some real value to it. Well, this has a lot of value. Uh, we could go on and on. Uh, the, the one thing I will say to you, though, I've seen you now for a while do, given this speech. It must be frustrating when you when people come to you over and over again and say, I can't, I can't, I can't. I had two conversations this morning. Mm -hmm. And so in those two conversations, I had to really put on my coaching hat. Mm -hmm. And they accepted that. I said, don't think about what I'm telling you. Just do it. Yeah, right. Because you're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and what you're doing is you're you're solidifying the narrative, the false narrative, and you're digging. You those those roots are going deeper and deeper and deeper. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get the weeds out of your garden. Yeah, weeds so, out of your brain. That stinking thinking. That I can talk myself out of stuff. I can make perfectly logical arguments why that's just never going to work. We do it every day. Yeah. Every people do it every day. And again, I'm not immune to it. But the thing, the difference between me and the other 95% of the population, I recognize when I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. And so I can immediately make those corrections. And then, see, we can't have two thoughts at the same time. No, that's true. You cannot. It's impossible to do. And every impossible. people know that. Right. So when you become more self-aware, uh, meaning that you become more self-governing, you understand that now you are running an empire which is your life, mm -hmm. which is your body. And all these things are just giving you feedback as to whether or not you're making good decisions based on your intention. Mm -hmm. And so now when you, when that thought comes in, that negative thought, and you're aware of it, and you decide that, hey, look, I can't, I can't destroy this thought, okay? I can't, there's nothing that I can do to stop this thought from manifesting. Why? Because you can't destroy energy. You know that it's impossible to destroy, to destroy energy, right. but what you can do is replace it. Exactly. And that's the key. And that's so, how you change your, your thinking, thinking. You have to replace that thought with another thought. So I'll give you one last example. And then as we wrap up here, I learned this when I had a child and my wife taught me the best lesson about raising kids I've ever seen anybody. And it's so obvious and everybody knows it. It's the distraction, especially when they're little. 
they start crying they start screaming you get in a confrontation yes no yes no got to do this don't want to do this but and my wife would just say look over there it's a squirrel mm. and suddenly yes everything is out the window my yes. grandson over the weekend was doing that he's all of four and all of a sudden he didn't want to uh, we were at some place and he didn't want to leave and he starts throwing tantrum all i did is say hey buddy squirrel over here there's a squirrel <laughs> and everything went away the crying stopped <laughs> squirrel yeah you know all you got to do is just replace that one thought that he couldn't get out of his head i want this i want this i need this I, and right. suddenly there's a squirrel over there the reason i'm laughing because my daughter's going to hear this episode <laughs> And once she, she hears what you just said, uh, she's just going to start busting out laughing. Because she gave me an example how she was. Uh, she went to Wilson High School in Long Beach. Uh -huh. And there were two guys that were having a, a heated conversation. And, you know, they just weren't going to ratchet it down. And yeah. so, it just, you know, it just intensified and intensified. And, you know, the crowd started gathering. And people started anticipating what was coming next. Yeah. And somebody in the crowd sh shouted, squirrel. <laughs> and everybody looked. And, you know, and collectively, everybody started laughing. Even the two guys that were getting ready to th start throwing blows. So I'm just saying, it's, it's just that simple. Just that simple. So when you say, I can't replace my thinking, just think, oh, there's a squirrel over there. And all that fear, all that doubt, all that stinking thinking just goes out the window. And then you just, you, you replace it with another thought. Yeah, right. But you have to be aware of your thoughts in order to do that. And then again, going back to the intent, going back to purpose, it, is what I'm doing right now, is it leading me to my goal or is it taking me away from it? Yeah. And when you, when, you, when you have that thought, when you have the feeling and you look at the actions and then you realize that you're off course, now you can, can, make, that, you can make that correction. And I'll give you another example. Just like even going to the moon. Mm-hmm. That rocket is off course 99.99% uh, of the time. Yes. It has to course correct. And one little, you, you get off by an inch. And by the time you get out to the moon, that inch has expanded. It's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. It's, it's an angle. So, yes. So the, right now I'm only an inch off, but the further I go, now I'm a foot off and a mile off. And that 10 miles. miles thousands of miles. Pretty soon I missed the moon altogether. Here. So, so we do the same thing in our bodies. We do the same thing in our walk. We do the same thing based on what we're trying to accomplish. We're course correcting 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. And, it's, and again, there's no other way of saying it that is just that simple. But when you understand this, even a baby can do it. Yeah. Because babies are great. When they want something, all they got to do is cry. Yeah, right. My grandson. <laughs> yeah. Well, I tell you, it makes, we all know this. How do we do it? I think we got to take a step. We got to call somebody. Who are we going to call? Is there a ghost bus? Is there a thought bus? <laughs> Who are you going to call? You know, Eric Abadu wrote this song called to Call Tyrone. <laughs> Did you? And it's, it's funny because every every time I show up some someplace and, I, you know, I tell people my name is Tyrone or Tyrone French, they think about Call Tyrone. There you go. But again, it's so simple. You know, just keep coming back, listening to this, uh, our conversations, get this narrative, start changing the way you think based on how you feel, based on what you're doing. And even when you're thinking about the end result, um, the how, you don't have to worry about the how because it's automatic. Mm -hmm. but, I'm a, but I'm also gonna tell you how to get in touch with me. What I want you to do, and, and it's so easy that even a baby can do it, 
just all you're gonna do is text. Just, just put, everybody has a phone. Yeah. Everybody has a phone. You mean like right now? I, I give an example. Uh, my daughter, uh, when my my grandson was really young, he picked up her phone and went through a contact list. He'd hit a button and was going through a contact list and was hitting the button and was calling her friends and having a conversation. So I'm, so this thing in the palm of your hands is that simple to whereas even a child can make phone calls. Even a child can, can order pizza. Yeah, Okay. So with this phone, with this, with this computer that you have in your hand, all you have to do is text Tyrone French to, to 36260. So right now people listen to it and they're saying to themselves, well, I can't do that right now. I can't do that. I'm driving. I'm walking. I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that when I get home. Then listen to this podcast. <laughs> listen, look, while you're driving, listen, just listen to the podcast and just hit hit repeat until <laughs> until you get to your destination and then pull out that phone and text Tyrone French to 36260 or go to my website. I, I made that essential, simple, tyronefrench.coach. And you'll get so much information, so much free information that when, by the time you get ready to, to talk to me, we can put a plan in place. And all you have to do is follow that plan because the result is the, the deliciousness is baked in the pie. <laughs> well, it all starts by changing your thinking. And too often we're thinking, no, can't wait later. Not now, not me. All these negative thoughts. That's your narrative. Yeah. That's your net, which has to change. Right. All right. Well, I uh, one thing has changed. We keep coming back. We're listening. We're here. We've, we've been listening over and over again. So that's a start. First, there's the word, and then it becomes flesh. Absolutely. I love this whole conversation. Look Absolutely. forward to continuing it with you. You really open my mind and make me think in a different way. Well, here. Paul, you make it easy. <laughs> you make it easy, buddy. Well, you make it fun <laughs> and informative. All right. Thanks, uh, everybody. Uh, uh, we'll come back again as we continue the conversation. We'll do. That's our show for this week. Closing the Wealth Gap. The one show, the only show that shows you how to take control of your financial future right here in orange county's only community radio station octalkradio.net